Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast, coming up. The way I want all of the women in my chair to feel is seen and heard. And I want them to feel like they are absolutely enough and beautiful. So makeup, that makes you look prettier on the outside and everyone feels you know, better when they look prettier on the outside. So that entire time that they're sitting in my chair though, they don't see themselves in the mirror. And so that's my chance to talk to them. And it's always my hope and my desire that in that conversation, they feel they feel so much better on the inside. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice, and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hello, how are you doing? I hope you're doing really well and you're safe and healthy and things are hopefully becoming a little bit easier for you. I know here in the UK, some of our lockdown has been relaxed now, so we're able to go out a lot more and see people. Obviously, so many things are so, so different, but it's just so great to be living life a little bit more normally again. So today's guest is Divya Jagadish, and she is an LA-based makeup artist, and she very much specializes specializes in weddings and special events. Now she's fairly new to the makeup scene, but I really just wanted her on the podcast because I'm such a believer in people's energy. And Divya reached out to me about her makeup and I just said to her, do you know what? I would love you to come on the podcast. I just had a feeling that she would be able to bring so much energy and a story and so much knowledge on makeup and wellness. And I just knew that she would be a really lovely guest. And she didn't disappoint. We have such a good chat about everything from her journey from being an engineer and then moving into the makeup industry, talk about her mental health journey. We very much talk about that whole notion of I am not enough and I am not worthy, those thoughts and feelings that go through so many of us at different points in our life to varying degrees. We then go on to talk a little bit about makeup, about how we can do natural makeup and we really touch on the importance of makeup for different skin tones and different skin colours as well, which is such an important subject to touch on because so much of the makeup industry tends to be marketed towards one type of customer 
customer. So we really wanted to talk a little bit about inclusion in the makeup industry. And we definitely touch on that too. And then we talk a little bit about inner peace and feeling good on the inside. So it's a great episode. I really do hope you'll enjoy it. And if you do like it, then let me know. You know, I always really love hearing from you guys about what podcasts you like, what podcasts you don't like. Please do let me know. So let's dive straight into this week's podcast. Hi, Divya. How are you? So lovely to have you on the podcast today. Hey, Danielle. I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. And I'm so excited that you're here today. And I know it's strange times at the moment, particularly for you as a as a makeup artist with quarantine. How have you found the whole quarantine and the 2020 as a whole, really? Okay, well, as a makeup artist, things have stopped. <laughs> um, <laughs> people have stopped getting married. I mostly do bridal makeup. Mm -hmm. So because people stopped getting married, it kind of just stopped the industry really. Um, a few people are doing small weddings. And so I have a client who's getting married this weekend and I'm doing her small wedding. I like that some people are getting married with their family and they're not letting it stop them from getting married to the person that they want to be with. I love that. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of slowed down for the makeup as a person. I think the best way to summarize quarantine over the year 2020 is I've become really philosophical and introverted because I have a lot more time with myself. And at the beginning of 2020, it was really uncomfortable for me as I, as I think it is for many people, but I've been getting better with it. I've been, I've been becoming more comfortable with my own mind and self. So yeah, that's how I feel about quarantine so far. Yeah. How's it been for you? Well, it's interesting, really. In lots of ways, it's been the opposite. But I think in, in some ways that can be challenging too. I have two little girls, so seven and just term four. So they have been off school for the most part. I mean, they went back for a few weeks just at the end of the summer, um, just a couple of days a week. But pretty much, you know, 12 weeks, they were full time at home. A lot of what I do is online anyway, which is obviously fantastic. And I feel super blessed about that. But also it was just super, super busy. So I was sort of working and running the business as much as usual. Um, had both my little girls at home, which was a combination of being absolutely wonderful to be with them all day, every day, have them involved in everything that I'm doing and be involved in everything that they're doing, but also super tricky with the whole balancing of things. And also my husband, as well as running the business with me, is also a firefighter. So so he had to obviously continue, you know, key worker on the front line, so to speak. Um, he sort of had to continue with those duties throughout. So it's interesting, you know, lots of people I know are in your position that have had that time to stop and pause. And it's almost just not been their choice, but they've had to, yeah. everything stopped and they've had to really look inwards and take that massive pause. For me, it's been a little bit more the opposite. I haven't had enough time to pause, which is great in so many ways. And I'm really counting my blessings with that. But in other ways, you know, that that brings challenges too. But yeah. Wow, that I mean, is so interesting to hear. Mm, oh my God. I, 
I feel like most of my friends are not in your position. Really? So it's cool to hear your point of view. Yeah, definitely. It's so, it's such a transformative year, I feel, 2020, massively. Mm-hmm. I think whether people are in your position, like like you say, and you're in your friend's position, um, it's transformative in that way, but also can be massively transformative if you're suddenly faced with everything in your life at sort of double, treble, quadruple. That's transformative as well, for sure. And I know that you used to be an engineer, didn't you? When did you make that transition from engineer into the makeup industry? Oh, I love that you're asking me this. This is such a good question. <laughs> I feel like no one does this. Oh, do you know, I um, love hearing stories. I love to know how people got to where they are. Um, and I, yeah, I love, I love just hearing stories. So tell us. We're, I'm really excited oh, to I hear. I love telling stories. <laughs> Yay. Um, how did I transition? Okay, so I got my master's degree in December of 2018 in computer science. And the way and the typical career that people do with that master's degree is they become a software engineer. And so in January 2019, I became a software engineer. I was a data engineer for a year. So, okay, so backtrack a little bit. When I was in high school, I got to, I really started to get into makeup as a form of self-expression. And I loved the artistry of it. And against my mom's will, I would wear makeup every single day. And it was a whole thing. I got into a lot of trouble and whatever. But I just, eventually she gave up on me and she was like, whatever, do whatever you want. (laughs) And so makeup was a passion and also a way I used to express myself. And then once I entered college, I got my bachelor's degree in math. I worked really hard to get that degree. So I pretty much stopped everything, like all of the things that were creative. I just didn't focus on any of it. And then I went straight into grad school. So that entire period, I I pretty much just put all my creative energy on, on pause just focused on STEM. So I graduated in December of 2018. I was working for a few months and realized that all of these passions never faded. That was the whole idea that my mom, that my Indian, my strict Indian parents had, that they thought that all of these things were just going to fade, that I was going to outgrow them. And I didn't. I still wanted to do all the creative things that I wanted to do. And one of them was makeup. I really wanted to do makeup still. So a few months into my job, I'm like, I still want to do this. So I'm going to do this. Like I'm finally done my degrees. I don't have to focus on school anymore. I have free time on the weekend. So I'm going to do this. So I made my makeup Instagram and I started on myself. Like I, I, I was starting from zero. I had ex- like skills that I had learned from high school, but I didn't have any connections and I didn't go to makeup school or anything like that. I was just self-taught. So I would just start posting pictures of myself and then I would start getting in contact with more with makeup artists who had been in the industry for a few years. I sent hundreds of emails to get an assistantship with someone, just trying to contact people just to get to know them. And most people didn't read my email. Um, Some people replied and just said they weren't interested. And there were maybe like two or three people who actually got back to me and said, like, let's meet up (laughs) and like, let's get to know each other. And so I assisted a few people. And that was what gave me like real experience in the bridal industry. So that started mid 2019. And then so I was still an engineer working full time and slowly becoming a lot more miserable. I was really starting to see that engineering was not for me shortly after getting my master's degree. I knew I really like makeup and I knew that I wanted to do makeup more. And I was also starting to realize that engineering was something that was making me absolutely miserable. So then in December of that year, I got fired (laughs) and I went through a small existential crisis. 
thought about a lot of things. And then in February, I got hired as an analyst part-time. And then to about like a month or two later, COVID happened. And so then the bridal industry started to kind of dwindle away. I was starting to get back into photo shoots and get a lot more serious about building my portfolio. And then, and then it all just stopped. Yeah. So there were a few months where I, I got to assess makeup artists. Um, and now things are, yeah. So things are kind of just on pause again. Yeah. So I have the part-time jobs and I'm also doing makeup and that's kind of been my journey into makeup so far. It's, it's so yeah, it's a it's a weird it's a weird time. I'm I'm kind of telling you my story as I'm halfway through it, so I don't mm. I don't have an ending. <laughs> I'm so. Do you know what? I don't think any of us have an ending. You know, we're all in that transition, and you know, you you've been through a lot in the last two years, really big transitions. But from the way you speak, it sounds like makeup is your thing. Um, it sounds like you've always known that it's your thing. I mean, just looking at your website and your Instagram, you know, you can see that your passion and energy comes across. And I was actually saying to you um, before we started recording that I always pick guests for the show on their energy. And your energy just comes out through everything you do, whether it be an online tutorial or what you write. And it always seems like it's deeper than just makeup, if that makes sense. Oh, is, is that how you feel as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so much deeper than makeup. First off, thank you so much for saying that. You're so sweet and you're making me smile. <laughs> oh, you're That's welcome. a huge compliment for me. Thank you. Second, yeah, it's so much deeper than makeup. I mean, makeup is the, the way I creatively express it on the outside, but I think the root of it is how you feel feelings are complicated. Yes, I could talk about this forever. <laughs> so I love it. Talk about it. <laughs> this, this, this podcast is very much about wellness and beauty. And we love talking about, you know, the best beauty tips and the best makeup tips, which we will get onto later. But I feel that everyone listening, and certainly it's the way I feel, that it just does go so much deeper than the skincare and the makeup. You know, it does start with with the inside, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, I don't even know where to begin with this. <laughs> Ooh, hit me with the questions. I can talk about this forever. Well, tell us a little bit about, I guess I want to say mental health journey, but that's quite a, a quite a big subject, I guess. But but tell me how your sort of experiences feed in to what you do when you're doing people's makeup. So um, maybe what you've, you've felt, what you've been through, but also what you want your client to feel like and how you want them to feel in their mind and their body as well as obviously looking in their face. Yes, I love this question so much because I think that this embodies the person that I am, not only the makeup artist that I am. Um, my mental health journey is a crazy, crazy one. Um, when I was younger, I experienced trauma in my household. Um, I grew up in an abusive household and that largely shaped who I became when I, when I became older. So I started to have a lot of mental health problems when I was in college, a lot of anxiety a lot of depression, and I was highly functional. So it didn't seem like that on the outside. So no one thought that it was really a problem. Yeah, so fast forward a few years, 
got the degrees and everything. The biggest problem that I think I always had as a child and as an adult and something that I'm still working on is my self-worth and my self-value. I, I never really had high self-worth or self-value. I didn't. So, I mean, that leaks in many different areas. So I didn't, I didn't believe that I had a lot to offer like as a partner, as like a daughter. I didn't believe that I was beautiful. And unfortunately, I think we live in such a harsh world where a lot of other women also feel that way with the crazy beauty standards and the expectations put on women. So I I really empathize. I really empathize with anyone who has the smallest inkling that they're not worthy of everything and that they're not beautiful. Like it's so painful to not like looking at yourself in the mirror and so painful to sit with yourself alone and not like yourself. Um, I never, ever, ever want anyone to feel that way. And one of the awesome things I like about being a makeup artist is that it's such an intimate thing. For some reason, when someone sits in your chair and you start talking, they open up about anything. I mean, girls talk about everything. We talk about all the things that like you wouldn't normally talk about. We'll talk about marriage and sex. We'll talk about like our careers. We'll talk about the way we feel about ourselves and mental health struggles. I I feel so honored to be the person that they're talking to about all this stuff. The way I want all of the women in my chair to feel is seen and heard. And I want them to feel like they are absolutely enough and beautiful. So makeup, that makes you look prettier on the outside and everyone feels you know, better when they look prettier on the outside. So that entire time that they're sitting in my chair, though, they don't see themselves in the mirror. And so that's my chance to talk to them. And it's always my hope and my desire that in that conversation, they feel they feel so much better on the inside that when they finally do look at themselves in the mirror, it, it, that's just like the small added bonus. I want them to feel good after having that conversation, having been pampered for an hour, they like not touching their face and just getting someone who's like invested in their feelings. At the end, when they look at themselves in the mirror and they see that they're, they look nice, I, I just want that to be like the cherry on top, really. Yeah, honestly, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that is amazing. And as you talk about that, that's exactly how I feel about face yoga too, because obviously that's what I do. That's what I teach. And I think it's easy at first glance or at face value to think it is just about let's exercise this muscle in the neck and tone up the neck or let's do this tapping around the eyes and it's going to help reduce our eye bags. And yes, it is that. And by doing that, yes, you will feel better. But I do want that to be the icing on the cake, the cherry on the top, like you said. And it is really about what can I do to help people feel better on the inside, to heal on the inside. And something which you touched on, which I think is so important for every single one of us, is that feeling of I am enough and I am worthy. And I am massively into affirmations for that reason, because we have this self-talk with this self-talk which is sort of ingrained in us many of us don't even know from where it started but that's the feeling of we're not enough and we're not worthy and it takes time and it's a continuous journey to get to the place where 
you have the tools to be able to switch that. And I never say to get to the place where you always feel like you're enough and you always feel worthy because I think there's very, very few people and definitely very few women out there that get to that place. But I think it's great when you get to a place where you have a, almost like a toolkit in your mind, internally and externally, that you can use to help mm -hmm. boost yourself up when you do have those moments of of feeling a little bit sort of low and not worthy and not enough. Do you have any mm -hmm. things that you use sort of for yourself or, or with clients to help your own feelings of sort of self-worth and that feeling of I am enough? So I just wanted to take a brief pause in this episode to tell you about one of my favorite skincare products ever. It's called Fusion by Danielle Collins, and it was made for us by an award-winning skincare specialist. Now, I knew for a long time that I wanted a product that worked with face yoga, that wasn't oily, that wasn't greasy, but glided beautifully over the skin. So let me tell you a little bit more about this product. It's actually a four-in-one product. So there's no need for serum cream, eye cream, neck cream. This is an all-in-one moisturizing serum. It actually contains many high-performing botanical oils. And one of those oils is rosehip oil. And this is clinically proven to reduce and eliminate age spots and to reduce lines in the skin. It also can reduce and eliminate scars and blemishes on the skin. So this has all been clinically proven. It contains high levels of vitamin A, which is a natural form of retinol. Now, you may have heard of retinoids before. So these are an artificial anti-aging product that you can get over the counter or you can get prescribed. And this can often be very harsh on the skin. The skin can react to it, can flake, but you can actually get in this product a natural form of retinoids, which is called retinoil. So it has an amazing effect in terms of anti-aging. And every ingredient in this product is from nature. It's fully accredited and certified by the Soil Association as organic. Now, this is a big deal when it comes to skincare, and you won't find many products out there that have this accreditation by the Soil Association. Now, the Soil Association will check every single ingredient in the product, they'll trace it back to source, and they'll even check things like where the green tea has been produced. And they'll actually check all of the growing and production of these. Now, this product is packed full of antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids and plant retinols as well. So some of the benefits of using Fusion by Danielle Collins is the hydration. It's very good for smoothing the skin. It helps to even out an uneven skin tone. It's very good for reducing redness and blemishes. It locks in moisture. It plumps and strengthens. And it just overall improves the appearances of ageing skin. It works beautifully with the skin and not against it. And all of these high-performing, proactive botanical seed oils are in there for a reason. Now, it actually has molecules which are small enough to penetrate deep into the skin. Now, most creams out there on the market just sit on the top layer of skin, so on the epidermis, whereas this product has got molecules small enough to get into that middle layer of skin, into the dermis, where the collagen is, where the elastin is, and where it needs to be. It's particularly good if you have sensitive skin, dry skin. It's very good if your face is prone to lines, acne, rosacea. But please do check with a doctor or a skin specialist if you do have any skin problems before you start using this product. 
So if you're using it with face yoga, I recommend just using a clean hands, clean face, applying a few drops to the skin, doing the exercise part of your face yoga. Then before you do your massage and your acupressure, apply a little bit more of the product so your fingers glide really well. So if you'd like to try this product, you can just go to faceyogaexpert.com slash shop and you'll see the link for this in the show notes. And all the information is there about how this product is produced, about the Soil Association accreditation and about all the benefits of this for your skin. So let's get back to today's episode. I think that this is something that has taken me years to build. I think so the biggest thing for me is understanding the things that I need and understanding that my needs are absolute deal breakers. So if someone is not giving me something that I need or they're prohibiting me from getting that thing that I need, then this person is like not working for me in my life or this situation isn't working for me. This environment that I'm in is not working um, because it's tarnishing the relationship that I have with myself. So these are my list of needs. And it seems so simple, but it's taken me so many years to like get the list. I need eight hours of sleep. It's not really negotiable. I can go one night without it. But um, so when people kind of like push me to hang out past a certain time, that's, that's like tarnishing my needs. I need human contact. When I'm surrounded by people that uh, love me and accept me for who I am, then it helps me develop a better relationship with myself. Those are a few examples of my needs, but I think that the beginning of having a good relationship with myself started with just understanding what it is that I need in order to be happy. And when I started to take care of myself, then I started to like myself more because I wasn't keeping my mind or my body in a state of deprivation. Did I answer your question? I don't you even did. know if I answered your question. You so answered <laughs> <Okay>. the question. <laughs> you answered it so well. And I think that just we forget that just those simple things like making sure we have eight hours plus um, sleep per night and how much of a difference that can make to us feeling worthy and feeling enough and it's just so easy to think that you know we can get away without less sleep or we can eat or drink the wrong things or we can just do those things and that doesn't have a direct impact on our mental health and on those feelings of worthy and enough but they are so linked. They're massively linked. Oh, so yeah. is there sort of any any wellness routines which you do daily? Do you do yoga or do you do meditation or do you do any sort of forms of exercise? Or is there anything like that which you use to sort of keep your mind and body feeling as healthy as possible? So I try to run almost every day. Um, I, I listen to my body though, so I won't push myself when I'm too tired. But that's I try to get cardio in. That's been good for me. Um, I used to, I danced my entire life. I haven't been dancing lately in quarantine, but I really want to get back into it. So just one of the things that I try to check off my bucket list every single day is a form of cardio because I find that that's really good for my brain. I like to stretch every single day. And in general, when I'm working, I like to move around. So sometimes I'll sit on the bed or like the counter or the desk. I'll be in the kitchen or the sofa. I find that that's really good for my mind. Yeah, those are a few things that I do to stay active and to take care of myself. <laughs> I should Amazing. also note that I'm pretty much always eating or putting something in my mouth like, <laughs> all the time. So I'm either drinking water or drinking a smoothie. And I find that that makes me happy and <laughs> it keeps me healthy. <laughs> 
It's kind of high maintenance of me, but I like to add that just in case there's anyone out there who's also the same way. I feel like there's lots of us out there that are the same way. Do you make your own smoothies? Yeah, I do. I would spend way too much money if I went out and bought the amount of smoothies and food that I actually need. (laughs) Oh my God. I actually consume food all day. Oh, I know. (laughs) I'm the same. I love a smoothie. I start a more, my every morning, well, with hot water and lemon and then a smoothie. That's amazing. Um, just absolutely love it. But I think that also that that's so important, that regularity of eating, because I don't think we can underestimate how much of an impact it has on our mood when we're hungry. And it sounds really mm-hmm. silly, but it's, I mean, from a scientific level, that is obviously true. But I think just from a wellness level as well it's so important and that particularly if we are going through a lot of stress um, whether it be physically or mentally just making sure we're keeping those blood sugar levels stable making sure we don't get to the point where our blood sugar levels fall too low because I think Mm -hmm. most of us have been in that position when blood sugar levels do fall low and if then we have got any feelings of I'm not enough or I'm not worthy or I'm this or I'm that, whatever our internal talk may be, that's when it's heightened. When we are hungry, when we're not Mm -hmm. sleeping enough, maybe Mm -hmm. even when we're dehydrated as well. So I think, you know, sometimes I don't think we put enough emphasis on those simple things like eating regularly, sleeping, drinking. So I love that you brought those things up. I, I think that there's so many of us listening to this are just going to just say, yes, I need to make sure I sleep more. I need to be eating more regularly. So thank you for bringing those things up. I think that's super important. And I'd love to sort of take a a slight little about term, but still on the same same sort of feeling of, of well-being. But I would like to talk a little bit about makeup because obviously that's your your <laughs> your amazing knowledge is, is in makeup. And I'd love to talk a little bit just about natural makeup because I know so many of our listeners are thinking you know I I like doing makeup but I just want it to look natural and I know that's something that you really specialize in is that natural look so can you give us just a few sort of top tips of what we can do at home to help our makeup look great but look natural as well so I feel like everything that I'm going to say sounds will sound kind of obvious, um, but I'm going to say it anyway. Hopefully, hopefully someone learns something from it. Do you know um, what? If I, it is obvious, then I think it's still going to be helpful for people. But I think we forget when we're used to saying the same things over and over. It sounds obvious to us, but often it can be really transformative and enlightening to someone else. So I say just go for it. Okay. Okay. Great. I'm going to start from the base of your face. So skincare. Skincare is really important. Skincare is everything. It starts from the base of what you put on your skin. So everyone has different kinds of skin. And it's really important to notice how your skin is reacting in a certain climate at a specific time and just in general. In general, I have combination oily skin. um, And that really comes out in the summer when it's humid. I find that oil is just coming out of my pores. It's gross. And so I have to take care of it. So I'll use lighter moisturizers during the summer and heavier moisturizers during the winter, for example, uh, before I put on any kind of natural makeup. And this varies upon every client. Some people have dry skin and they have to hydrate more. So skin prep, skin prep is super important. Um, after that, so the next step would be your foundation, your base layer on your face. My best tips for that are 
color matching. If you can get a color that is as close to your skin color as possible, that's going to make your skin look the most natural. The best color to match with is your neck color because you don't want your neck and your face to look like two different colors. Um, I know that this can get really tricky because people turn a different color in the summer than they are in the winter. So my tip for that is uh, get your winter shade, your lightest shade, and get your summer shade, your darkest shade, the darkest that you get. And if you're ha if you have a liquid foundation, you can mix the two to adjust to whatever color you are, just in case you're in between your lightest and darkest shades so that you don't have to spend too much money. Like you don't have to get the shade in between the lightest and darkest. And what I find is just putting a nice thin layer of your favorite cream or liquid foundation works. Most liquid and cream foundations will remove redness and hyperpigmentation on the face. And so it kind of gives your face like a, a layer of clearness that you didn't otherwise have without the foundation. I always like to use a light concealer. My favorite concealer is the one from NARS. And this is your foundation for your face. This is the, your base. After you have a good base with your foundation concealer, it's totally up to you, whatever you want to do with your eyes. I like to do uh, light eyeshadow and light mascara. Sometimes I don't even put eyeliner on because I don't need it. And this is really just a natural look. I mean, if you can, I think it's all just about having that glowy, natural, healthy looking face. If you can get yourself to have that like natural glow, healthy looking face, I think that's just the art of natural looking makeup. Um, and that just comes with good skincare and picking a right foundation. Yeah. Amazing. And I don't think those tips are obvious at all. I think that they're they're really great. And how about when it comes to the lips? When when we want to do sort of a, a natural look on the lips, what would you recommend for that? I like, okay, so most people have rosy colored lips. And so I like going for the colors that look, look most natural for lips. I am Indian. So my skin color falls in the second half of the color spectrum. Um, I have medium dark skin. And so what I notice with a lot of clients who have my skin color darker is that their lips have more than one tone. And so what I like to do is I like to use a darker lip liner, like a brown lip liner and line the lips and then go in with the lighter, rosier, pinker color and then kind of mix the two. So blend the brown into the pink and that creates a natural look. And I should also mention moisturize and hydrate those lips before you put anything on top. And if your lips are dry, keep that moisturizer on for a few minutes and then put the lip gloss or lipstick on. Should that know that. <laughs> yeah, that's that makes sense. And I love that you actually mentioned about different skin tones because I think there's so many makeup tutorials online that are giving sort of a one size fits all for makeup. Whereas every single one of us have a different skin tone, um, we're a different race. So there's so many different skin colours out there. Is there any tips that you can give us that are suitable for different skin types? So maybe for people that have got very pale skin, maybe for people that have got more of a sort of a medium skin tone, maybe more of an Asian skin tone. And then for people that have got darker skin tones, maybe black skin. Is there any sort of differences that we should be looking out for in terms of how we do our, our makeup according to what tone our skin is? Yeah, there's a few differences. There, there are a few differences. And this, I would say the reason why there's a few differences is just because of the color, the color and the undertones in the skin. So overall, I would say the biggest tip I can give is always match your skin 
color, your, your shade and your undertone. I think this is, I think this is the thing that everyone struggles with. Most markets target women with Caucasian skin colors and all undertones and women of color have a more difficult time finding their shade and their undertone. What I find is that most women on the first half of the color spectrum, so like Caucasian to tannish skin, usually have one color throughout their entire face. And so if you can match that one color with your neck, then that's great. What I find with women of color is they usually have multiple tones throughout their face. And so I find that the forehead tends to be darker where the sun hits um, than the rest of their face. So biggest tip there is you might need different foundation shades. Don't be afraid to pick up multiple colors and use it on your face. When I'm doing my face, I have, I have swatches of like really light colors and really dark colors on the back of my hand because I'm using multiple colors uh, just to do my face. I think, I think the makeup industry or the, the beauty industry is marketed, marketed to sell you products as if like one thing is going to be, is going to make you look pretty. Like this one foundation color is enough for you to use on your whole face to make you look pretty. But humans aren't like that. We're all multidimensional. Our faces have many different colors and we, you know, we want to create these like chisel cheekbones and um, we want our forehead to look like it's sun-kissed and all that. And that requires using multiple colors. Um, so what, what tip can I give? I guess the tip I can give is don't be afraid to play, like experiment the colors and yeah, don't, don't be afraid to use colors. Don't be afraid to experiment with the colors. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> no, that, that's amazing. And are there any brands in particular, which you find are better for skin of color compared with um, maybe like say Caucasian skin, which unfortunately the market does tend to really, really market to. Are there any brands which you particularly like or you've used on clients? Yeah. So actually the brand that I use is really great for Caucasian skin and for women of color. The number one brand I use is Face Atelier. They're so underrated. They're Canadian. Maybe that's why they're underrated (laughs) in the United States. But I love their brand. They they're like a light to medium coverage foundation. They have, um, their shades go from really, really light to really, really dark, really dark. Yeah. They have uh, a color adjuster. So if you're even darker than the shades that they have, you can adjust the color. Or if you're even lighter than the shades that they have, you can make the colors even lighter, which I think is amazing. So you can hit all skin tones. Um, that's one of my favorite foundations. It's, they have a liquid foundation. And then I really like Makeup Forever. I think that they're also good for all skin tones. I'm kind of naming brands that are good for all skin tones because I like to carry that same foundation in my entire kit for all skin tones. Makeup Forever HD Stick. I love that foundation. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and then Fenty, I think, is really good for all women of all colors. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so helpful. I know so many people listening will be just like racing to the internet to find these brands oh, because I think that yay. it is so difficult to find good bases which do suit all yeah. skin tones for sure. Yeah. I uh, swear by those foundations. Okay. I love them. That's great. Now, that's really, really good to know. And just before we finish, I would love to sort of take a whole sort of a round turn to go sort of back to what we were talking about at the beginning in terms of wellness. What do you feel is your top tip for wellness and inner peace? 
Oh, okay. This is a really difficult one. I think this is a life journey one, but mm-hmm. having a good relationship with yourself. Yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. Definitely. And I think that that's something which we're all working on every single day, but certainly I feel that we can get our, our most inner peace when we do have a good relationship with ourselves. So mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing so much of your journey, um, so much of your heart and soul, and also so many of your amazing makeup tips. And if thank people you so much for having welcome. And if people <laughs> would like to get in contact with you, I know you're LA based and you obviously do a lot of weddings. Um, do you do online consultations mm-hmm. as well? I do. I do amazing. free 50-minute online consultations and I do make up classes also. Oh, amazing. So where can people get hold of you? On my Instagram or on my mm-hmm. website. My Instagram handle is Divya Jagadish Makeup, my name. Um, that's also my website, DiviaJagadishMakeup.com. Yeah. Amazing. And we'll put that all in the show notes. So um, people okay. can just go straight to that and they can get in touch with you. So once again, a huge thank you for being a guest on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I loved talking to you. Oh, me too. Thank you so much. <laughs> So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.